And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. Down the Via Dolorosa In Jerusalem that day The soldiers tried to clear the narrow street But the crowd pressed in to see Welcome to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. This is the really real deal, and uh, welcome to the program, another exciting week of sharing with you, uh, my loyal audience, whom I lovingly refer to as Hatchet Nation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sharing uh, truth with you all uh, strictly from the vantage point of the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition. And uh, you get a you get a lot of news. Uh, some of it is uh, obviously fake news, and that's intentional. And then a lot of it is uh, people that you know maybe mean well, but just don't quite get it. Okay, um, a tremendously horrific attack occurred Friday. Okay, in New Zealand, and. I've had to endure an entire weekend of hearing people uh, talk about it, many of whom, I, I well, I you know, I never like to say what another person believes or knows. You know, I'm not a mind reader, okay? I can, I, I do, I'm an analyst. I analyze that which I'm able to analyze, which would be words and actions, okay? Now, until I get the ability to read minds, I can't analyze thoughts and intentions. Okay, I can. um, But once your deeds and your words create a pattern, uh, then at at that point, 
you know, I can make some very, very educated guesses as to uh, what an individual's state of mind is. And the simple reason, folks, is that people don't always say what they truly believe. Quite often, people say what they want you to hear. Okay, and they're pushing your buttons. And in particularly when you're talking about people who are professionals. Okay, you're talking about professional politicians. Okay, these are not amateurs. These are not people like, you know, your ordinary, everyday people. They they have agendas. And I'm going to tell you, I had the most difficult time. I was up at 430 this morning. I really, I should have uh, pulled down the manifesto of, uh, what's this guy's name, Tarrant? Uh, Brent Tarrant, the, the shooter. I should have pulled his manifesto down Friday when I first heard about it. But it's it's these have been some very, very busy times. And so I thought I'd get up real early this morning, pull it down, read it. Now, you know, it was only 87 pages, not like the guy wrote a wrote a book. OK, uh, it took several hours, several hours. OK, but I was finally able to get it. Thanks to some good friends. I had to uh, put up a um, Facebook request Okay, and uh, Hatchet Nation came to the rescue when I put it up on Facebook that the difficulty that I was having. And, you know, it was very, very easy to find other commentators views on what the manifesto said. But it was very difficult to find the actual manifesto. And again, this is all purposeful, folks. Okay, now, one of the interesting things in this manifesto you know, and people want to, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to defend the uh, shooter and uh, and I'm certainly not going to defend Islam. I'm just not going to do it. OK, I'm going to I'm offering an analysis of events. OK, a um, a dispassionate analysis. OK, and so I'm going to give my audience the benefit of my years of um, reading, researching interviewing literally hundreds. Uh, so I guess I, I really, I need to count how many. It's several, probably 500 or so. Okay. Um, really, really high-level guests uh, over the years. And um, now what we have is the inevitable occurring. This, there's just no way that... And again, I'm not justifying anything and I'm not I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to justify it. I'm just offering an analysis. OK, like a, a surgeon or a doctor that gives a patient an analysis. The doctor, you know, doesn't want the patient to have X, Y, Z disease, but the doctor must give the patient the truth. All right. So and then once the patient has the truth, then a path forward can be determined, okay? So the simple fact of the matter is that when I go on Wikipedia and I just do a Google search for terror attacks, okay, the terror attacks, the list is so long, you have to go back to 2011 before you find one single terror attack, one that was not, a Muslim that you have to go back that far. And that was over in Norway, uh, 70. And that was 
again, that was in response to the what you really you have to call it an invasion of Europe. You have to call it that. okay? Um, And that's, you know, irrespective of whether you are well, you know, a person that's a Muslim that uh, sees it as a good thing. They are obviously they're not going to be in agreement. But, you know, other than that, any rational person. You know, and these these neoliberals that um, and 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 pseudo Christians that want to cite you know the half gospel. You know, I don't I don't want to hear the half gospel. I want to hear the whole go- the whole gospel. Okay, and you know this is why God gave each child a mother and a father. Okay, you need. The father's side and you need the mother's side. You need the strong side. You need the nurturing side. And God has two natures. You know, there's justice and there's mercy. You need both. Okay. You need the merciful side where there's grace. And then you need the the side where there's law. Okay. And it wouldn't be right for me to only cite the law nor would it be right for me to only cite grace and mercy, okay? You just you just wouldn't, okay? But there are many that do this, and this is one of the ways in which this massive, this massive um, invasion of the Christian West has been allowed to occur because the people that should be the watchmen on the wall, they're, they're not the watchmen on the wall, okay? And so... You, what I think what folks have to do is they have to read this person's manifesto. And uh, now we have a previously scheduled guest coming up. So I have to do this interview. Okay. And I don't want to say that like the, 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 the gentleman is, uh, <laughs> you know, in the way he's not. Okay. He's written a fantastic book. Jeff Reynolds is his name. The book is behind the curtain inside the network of progressive billionaires and their campaign to undermine democracy. Okay, so we're going to take a break. But after this interview, we're going to get back on this subject, and I'm really going to unpack a lot of information for you. And I'm going to give you what you're not getting uh, almost anywhere else. I'm going to give you the really real deal. We're going to take a break right now. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee talking to the man Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army, military groups like Special Operations, Wounded Warriors, Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance, and there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. 
Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia. I was taking a trip on a plane the other day Just wishing that I could get out When the man next to me saw the book in my hand And asked me what it was about So I settled back in my seat A bestseller, I said Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here with another fantastic big dog guest who's written a fantastic book. We have with us Mr. Jeff Reynolds, and uh, he's been writing for many, many years, folks, uh, public policy, politics, uh, all types of things. Uh, He writes in uh, Heartland, PJ Media, Freedom Works, Red State, Medium Equalizer, Accuracy in Media. I could go on and on, uh, but his latest, uh, this book, Behind the Curtain, uh, Inside the Network of Progressive Billionaires and Their Campaign to Undermine Democracy. And thank you so much. Uh, thank you for writing this, uh, Jeff, and thank you for sharing it with our audience. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this is something that's really, really needed. Uh, you know, if you ask the average, uh, you know, Joe Sixpack in the country, which political party is the party of big money? Uh, you know, probably eight out of 10 will say the Republicans are and that the Democrats are the party of the little guy. And the exact opposite, of course, is the truth. But, you know, Democrats are so good at marketing. You know, that's really funny because um, I've even talked to some of my uh, Politico friends who are really involved in politics and they didn't know some of the stuff that was in the book or that, you know, they had forgotten wow. about it or, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really amazing to uh, look at just this vast network of billionaires and foundations that are pushing a radical agenda. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is one reason why the, um, the Democrats want, um, you know, campaign finance reform and all types right. of uh, reporting of, you know, who's doing what, because they they have such a built in money advantage and it's not insignificant. It is huge. They're the built in uh, plus all the unions. I mean, most government workers are, are Democrat. I mean, you know, they you know, the devil has plenty of money and the righteous have to go begging. That's exactly right. And, you know, I actually just wrote an article uh, uh, for PJ Media. Uh, it's about uh, the Pelosi Congress and uh, their undermining of the First Amendment. And it, it draws directly from my book, you know, this H.R. 1 that they just put out, the uh, campaign finance and anti-corruption mm-hmm. uh, bill, that, that they call it anyway, is uh, <laughs> it's it's nothing more than entrenching their own corruption. You That's know, it's all. really... You're right. Brazen. Yeah, I'm I'm founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc. So I'm on top of those types of things. And, you know, I'm going to fight them tooth and nail. But we really need people on our side to understand what you are saying, because on on our side, we really have to drive this home. And I just pray that your book has tremendous, tremendous success. This is something that you know, you know, all you folks out there, you need two copies of this, one for you and one for your college age or your teenage uh, child. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And, and yeah, you, it's really I didn't even scratch the surface. You know, I could I could write an encyclopedia about the whole thing. But uh, mm-hmm. the, the foundations on the just pushing uh, climate change and the Green New Deal and all of the environmental foundations pushing a really radical agenda 
it amounts to tens or even hundreds of billions of dollars a year mm-hmm. that are uh, being awarded in grants and pushing these campaigns and pushing these protest groups, you know. So yeah. that's, that's, that's really why they hate the Trump. Agenda. You know, anybody yeah. that's talking about cutting government and draining something called the swamp, I mean, come on now. Quite naturally, they're going to hate the man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this, this resistance is all coordinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- these, these billionaires get together at these conferences and they, they choose which cause they're going to go after uh, and, and which uh, organizations they're going to back with their, their billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they planned this resistance before uh, Trump was even inaugurated. They, they have a plan out there. It's actually called the plan to kick Donald Trump's butt. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they are they uh, specifically state that they don't want to allow him to be normalized and they're going to impeach him. They, they were talking about impeaching him before he was even inaugurated. Yeah. Yeah. And not for anything that he's done, but just they, you know, they have to get rid of this guy. He you know, he exposes them. Now, my home state of Virginia, our senator, one of our senators, Mark Warner, is the richest senator. He's not an elderly gentleman. He didn't invent anything. The guy had a crony government hookup. He was a staffer for Senator uh, Chris Dodd from Connecticut. You know, oh, don't yeah. ask me how this joker got in Virginia. Well, I know how he got here. The D.C. suburbs, that's like the center of the world, the political world. And so that's right. working for a <laughs> Connecticut senator, I guess he had an apartment in Virginia. And uh, But he's the richest senator. This is a very rich club. He's not quite a billionaire yet, but he's working on it. And Jeff Bezos, the richest man on the planet, never turned a profit until he got a CIA contract to teach the CIA how to spy on people. And he got this $600 million contract. Now, do you cover anything like those guys in your book, that's how some of these billionaires, they get this way by sucking at the government tit? Oh, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, I, I go, I don't, I haven't covered Mark Warner, but I, uh, did cover, you know, Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates and, um, uh, uh Tom Steyer and Michael Bloomberg and, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, George Soros and all those folks. You know, everybody knows George Soros at this point. And, you know, they kind of brush it off and say, well, you know, the, the conservatives are always complaining about George Soros. And is he really all that bad? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 he left $18 billion of his fortune to his Open Society Foundation to fund it into perpetuity so that mm-hmm. it could continue to push these things after he's gone, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. I like this Sun Tzu quote you have here in Chapter 5. It's essential to seek out in, enemy agents who have come to conduct espionage against you and then to bribe them to serve you. This is Sun Tzu. See, and, and, and folks, Sung Tzu wrote that the greatest battle you ever win is the one you win without firing a shot. And so you have uh, false morality and illicit partners. And, man, I've been talking forever and a day about what I call the coalition of evil, the Democrat Party leadership, the communists, the socialists, the fascists, the Muslim yep. fundamentalists, the atheists, you know, and we could go on and on. And so share, you know, a little just, you know, we want them to still go by the book. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no spoilers, right? (laughs) Right, right. But give them. Yeah, we got one minute. So just give them a little taste. Yeah. So um, in that chapter, I I talk a lot about foreign influence and the fact that 
Um, the the Russians have infiltrated the environmental movement to, and, and it's because their uh, their economy is so based on fossil fuel exports that if uh, we become a net exporter ourselves in the United States, it, it could easily collapse their economy. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, so that's really what's pushing a lot of the environmental stuff. You know, they're they're hiding behind uh, climate change. So there's a lot of details on how that happened. And then also the the Chinese, the Chinese communists have been uh, coming over here since the '60s mm-hmm. at the very least, and uh, infiltrating the furthest yeah. left of the of the movement. Yeah, and folks, you got to get this book behind the curtain inside the network of progressive billionaires. Now, Jeff, tell folks real quick in 15 seconds how to get this book and how to connect with you. Yes, sir. Uh, the easiest way is to go to my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Jeff Reynolds author. You can connect with me and there's a link to buy the book. Okay, great, great. I really appreciate you sharing uh, blessings to you and much success with the book. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. All right. God bless you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back and we're going to unpack some more on the shooting Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, yeah, we want to go ahead and uh, just kind of unpack now. And uh, that was a great uh, interview, by the way. And I I really hope you all out there uh, get this gentleman's book, Jeff Reynolds, uh, Behind the Curtain. And, um, you know, these Democrats, uh, they're wicked. And again, I'm not talking about you out there, Ma and Pa Democrat, but, you know, you you vote for these people. OK, and you just, you know, how many years have, have I been saying that these people, they boo the Boy Scouts, they boo God. And this is at their um, when they have conventions, when there's it's not like a handful of uh Radicals. This is like you have 10, 12, 15,000 activist Democrats in a, you know, in a basketball arena having a presidential um, convention and they boo, they boo the Boy Scouts, you know, and of course the Boy Scouts, they got weak and they were being booed over their stance on uh, homosexual uh, troop leaders and of course, they caved, and now the rest is history. You know, not not only did they get homosexual troop leaders, you you got you know homosexual uh, Boy Scouts, homosexual troop leaders, homosexual everything. I mean, the Girl Scouts had already been ruined, and so they they ended up ruining the Boy Scouts. And you know, they booed God 
uh, at one of their uh, conventions. And so, you know, one of the things that animated this uh, this shooter is is the fact that the Christian West is dying. It is dying. And now I'm not in agreement with um, going and just, you know, gunning down, you know, particularly children. I'm not in agreement with that, but as an as a dispassionate analyst, you have to say that it at some point this was going to occur, okay? Because when you look up and I have it pulled up here, okay? Um what year does this go back to? I uh, it's I, I was looking at it earlier and it was the list was long and so I I was trying to find that same lit, list in spite of its length but the list I have now only goes back to 2015. Okay? Now like I said earlier, you there was a non-Muslim attack in 2011. That was Anders Breivik. Okay, he killed 77, but he did not kill Muslims. He did kill because of the immigration uh, in Europe, okay? But he he killed the children. It, it was a school, I believe it was, where the children of the elites that are, for the most part, are temporarily protected, just like the elites in the United States. They're temporarily protected from the consequences of what they foist on people who are not temporarily protected. See, they live behind walls. And so when they put, whether it's uh, people from impoverished South American uh, nations in uh, the United States, or whether it's people from North Africa and the Middle East over in Europe, the elites that make these decisions they have armed security, and so they are temporarily protected. And I emphasize temporarily because they will not be able to control what they're unleashing. And they mistakenly think they'll be able to control it in the future. But in particularly in the case of Islam, over in it's worse in Europe because the immigrants in Europe are Muslims, okay, for the most part. And they are. this is a very, very violent and very, very aggressive uh, religion. And we're going to, we have to take another break right now, but we're going to unpack this a little further on the other side. And if you'd like to call and discuss this, and this is our only subject for today, the number is 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. I see the stars, I hear 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. And coming back at you live, by the way, with Maximus the Hatchet Hound. He's right here. And, of course, I have little treats for him. So, well, I think even if I didn't have a treat for him, uh, Maximus would hang right on in here uh, with the hatchet man. And I want to remind you all folks out there that uh, our sponsor, Garden Traditions, uh, they're located at uh, 10501 Jeff Davis Highway, uh, right there at the 288 Interchange. And they have the most beautiful uh, tool sheds, utility buildings, gazebos, uh, even dog houses and flower boxes and little bridges. Uh, they just they have literally acres of inventory there. Uh, any color you want, any style you want, they can match your house. You know, unlike the big box stores where they have five or six uh, down at the end of the parking lot, Garden Traditions literally has acres of them, okay? Uh, the number seven four three nine five two two seven four three nine five two two. 743-9522, Check them out, folks. Jeff Davis Highway right at the 288 uh, interchange. And uh, now... I'm going to get back on uh, my uh, my subject. And again, the number, if you'd like to participate in the program, is 804-454-1366. And uh, now this, um, you know, this this manifesto that this uh, this shooter uh, wrote, I actually read the manifesto. I uh, haven't finished it yet. Uh, it took me quite a while to find it. Uh, the folks that uh, run the corporate media, they want to make sure that you and I do not read this thing. So it is extremely difficult to find it. OK, but I'm going to have it uh, put up on on our website, the really real deal dot com. OK, and uh, so it'll be there soon. Now. The simple fact of the matter is that, as I was saying earlier, this was inevitable. Okay, this was inevitable, and uh, this uh, this person does not want to see the West be destroyed, be dis- be absorbed, uh, to be, to just dissolve into nothing. And the way things are going, he's absolutely correct in his assessment that the West is in a death spiral. That is undeniable. Okay, it takes two point one babies per female to maintain zero population growth. Okay. 2.1. There is not a single European nation on the planet that has barring, you know, women that bring uh, cultures that are really the exact opposite of the liberal democracies that they come and that they say with their lips, they want to be a part of. The truth of the matter is that many of these people, unlike immigrants in the past, when people were immigrating, you know, basically because they were looking for greater opportunity. Now, of course, the 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 globalists, they say that this is what they want, that that's all they want is they want they want opportunity. The globalists, they say that, but that's just simply not the truth. OK, and these people are liars from the pit of hell. And they do not want you to be able to read this person's uh, uh, writings uh, for yourself. They they really don't want that. And the title of it 
I don't even know why, you know, they call it a manifesto. He didn't call it a manifesto. It's a paper that he wrote, and the title of it is The Great Replacement. And the, and the guy is upset that at seeing people that in a culture that he loves being replaced. Now, if you look at, if you go to the Quran, the Quran tells people to immigrate for the sake of Allah, to immigrate for the purpose of spreading the faith. It doesn't say, well, you know, we, we prefer you seek opportunity in your own home. But if you, you know, if you can't find opportunity here, here, it's okay if you go somewhere else and get opportunity. They're, they're not coming. I mean, there, there probably are a few that are actually doing that. They're, they, you know, I, I actually know some Muslims that the only reason they really are a Muslim is because they were born into it. The granddaddy, the great granddaddy, you know, the great, great, great granddaddy, you know, somewhere along the line, some Muslims came with swords and took over their city, their, their town, their nation, their region, and took it over by force. And ever since then, the people have been Muslims. And so those that are born recently, they have no choice. Okay. And so there are many that that's the only reason that they are Muslim. Okay. Now, so this would not necessarily apply to them, but there are many that, you know, they do this and they use their high birth rate and they see the womb of their women as a weapon. Okay. And so uh, in the Western world, they see the, the you know the feminazis they see their womb as a disease okay and they wish they didn't even have a womb and so they take over the schools they've taken over churches they've taken over hollywood they've taken over the music production industry they've taken over everything the art world all culture where culture between anything that depicted male and female it used to indicate romance okay so that you, so that it would encourage procreation. It would encourage mating. Okay, and the mating was for the purpose of you were looking for a wife. Okay, and so what the West now is so decadent, is so decayed, is so. I mean, it's 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 almost on a level of animals. Okay, and there are many animals. I mean, Maximus here. If Maximus was to get him a female and, and get her pregnant, he wouldn't run off. He'd want to be with her all the time and take care of the little pups, okay? But humans humans have a culture that is just devoid of that, and this is something that art used to encourage, and it doesn't anymore. And so the net result is that there is an invasion from a culture that values procreation and those that do not value procreation are being invaded and are being taken over. And so, but we're up against another break. We're going to take that break and we'll be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. When Jesus is my portion, my cup. 
Welcome back to the program, America. I'm going to tell you the truth, folks. I hate to even interrupt that song. Maybe we'll finish it as we uh, go to the top of the hour news break. Uh, that's Gladys Knight there. And, uh, oh, I love that song. But, um, look, uh, our big brother, Jesus Christ, we're in the holy season as we count down to Easter. And one of the things he is quoted as having said is that the day would come when people would seek to kill you and would think that they were doing God a favor. And you're going to tell me we don't live in such a day? And so, and, and folks act uh, all shocked, you know, when there's uh, finally some, you know, some pushback, okay? And this, you know, you you take um, John Brown, uh, you know, a friend of mine shared this with, I, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning from uh, Kansas City, and uh, he was sharing with me, that uh, the John Brown raid on Harper's Ferry, you know, he had a good idea to end slavery, but, you know, it had a a, a really um, horrific blood, you know, a horrific amount of bloodshed uh, was spilled. And that was, uh, I think, if I remember my American history, that was 1854. Okay, and so in a very few years after that, the nation was in civil war over the slavery issue. And so, you know, here we have this this event that's that is erupted. And this is obviously a man that's been pushed over the edge. But, you know, it would behoove us to read his um, his uh, manifesto in, you know, in, in spite of, you know, whether we feel he's been pushed over the edge or not, edge or not. The title of it is the great replacement. And, um, you know, he there's some things he says in there that, you know, I do not agree with, but there's some things in there, the truth of which are so plain. Okay. And the, uh, the neoliberal corporate media, they do not want you to read it for yourself. They did not, they made it hard for me to be able to read it, but I, uh, stuck with it and I got it, uh, anyway. And so we're, we're up against another break here. So we're going to go ahead and uh, take that break, and uh, we'll listen to a little bit more of uh, that beautiful Gladys Knight song. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Sing because I'm happy.
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. And, uh, yeah, we're going to continue on with the conversation about Friday's uh, shooting. And uh, and if you'd like to participate, it's 804-454-1366. And uh, now, of course, um, the Democrats, you know, all they want to do, they don't seek understanding. They just they're always on a seek and destroy mission. And so they just want to destroy uh, President Trump. And it's not that they are these righteous people and Trump is some sort of legitimate threat to the republic. Uh, Trump is a threat to them and their ability to continue to run the criminal enterprise known as the Democrat Party. And that's what it is. They make the mafia look like Boy Scouts. Okay, as a matter of fact, the godfather of the Democrat Party used to be in the mafia and he figured out that, hey, you know, we I might get shot if I stay with the mafia. But um, if I, um, you know, get into politics, you know, I can steal just as much money. And I don't have to worry about getting shot. And so that's what he did. And um, but anyway, um, these Democrats, they have they have nothing. They they really they want the West to really go away as organized. And this this killer, he admires China and many Democrats admire China. And I can remember when Obama was in the White House, I forget which one of his cabinet members, but she uh, boasted she boasted the the fact that there was a Mao um, Christmas ornament on the Obama Christmas tree. This is right in the White House now, a, a Christmas ornament honoring Mao. Okay, and this killer. Who now they're trying to link him with Trump. They were anything bad they try to link with Trump. But fortunately, people are getting to be in this, you know, don't ask me why it's taking so long. <laughs> people are beginning to be self thinkers. And I think it's because the nation is going down, down, and down uh, further still. And I wish I had that quote right at my fingertips of, of that, you know, people will. Well, um, as a matter of fact, they, I, I should have printed this manifesto where it was actually in this gentleman's, uh, manifesto. Well, I, I'm not going to search for it right now because I, you know, I've, I've got to, I want to stay on track here, but this, that the reason Trump is president is because of what's happening. Okay. Trump is a strong leader and, you know, even though he's from the business world, he's he's you know, he's not Eisenhower. He you know, he's not, you know, a, a, a you know, a war hero. The last time we had a uh, crisis era like this was uh, the World War Two era. OK, and this was that was four generations ago. And so we're due for one because every four generations they come like clockwork. OK, uh, just like every four seasons you have winter. Uh, followed by spring. It's it's like clockwork. It's already baked into the cake. It's not if we're going to have it, it's when we have it. And so here we're here again. And so these people, they just want to use this incident to destroy Trump. You know, you got, you know, what, what is it now, 15, 20, I don't know how many uh, Democrat aspirants, and they're all from the pit of hell. And it's just, I mean, this guy, Beto O'Rourke, I mean, this is a guy, he raises $6.3 million in one day, 
his first day uh, after he announced that he's running for president. He couldn't even win a Senate seat against Ted Cruz. And the guy wrote a fantasy. Uh, I don't know if it was a book, an article, a short story. But he wrote, he fantasized about killing children by running over them with a car. And this guy raised $6.3 million. But I'm not... I'm not surprised that Democrats would gravitate to someone like that. After all, Democrats loved Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy did not fantasize about killing someone with a car. Ted Kennedy actually killed a woman with a car and got reelected to the Senate year after year after year. And these are the same people now that say there's something wrong with President Trump. They 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 look, George Bush was milk toast, kind of a half Republican, and they hated him anyway. Okay? So it's just you know, it goes with the territory. And so that you you can take nothing that these people say. This is not even debatable, okay? And it, this is one reason why I have a hard time watching News. I, I have to look at a little bit of it because I have to be able to critique it. But I can no longer take full doses of it like I used to. Uh, so I just li- I watch just enough to be able to critique. Uh, but they just go on ad nauseum with all the minutia, and they reveal their hands so quickly that you know they're not in the truth telling business. It's you know they are part of. Corporate America. They are they are the corporate uh, journalism uh, wing uh, of of communications. They're not true. They're not true journalism. They're corporate journalism. Okay, and so you have to. And how many times have I been saying this over the years? That one of the things I try to do with this program is share with you how to be your own news analyst and to take everything, even what I say, you take what I say and you analyze it. You weigh it on the scale of facts. You weigh it on the scale of the word of God. You weigh it on the scale of history. Okay. And so, you know, and I think that more people would be able to do this if we were to, you know, put away uh, so much of the foolishness of this life. You know, take, for example, speaking of, uh, weighing things on the scale of history, okay, and the and the fact that you know this guy uh, shot uh, and killed Muslims, and the media they they have not stopped reporting it yet. But as I read uh, to prepare for today's program, as I read all of the terror attacks where the perpetrators were Muslims, and I, as I said in the opening to the to today's program. You had to go back to 2011 to find a terror attack that was not linked to Muslims. You had to go back to, what's the guy's name, uh, Brevik. Uh, he killed 77 people in, um, in Norway, okay? And what he did was he was trying to make a statement about this very issue, this, this uh, suicidal uh, immigration, you're bringing people in where their holy book tells them that they are to dominate the entire world. Okay. This is what their holy book tells them. Okay. And so now true, the uh, shooting occurred while they were praying. Okay. Or during their prayer, their prayer day, it was, it was Friday. Okay. So that's, that's their Sabbath. Okay. But the book that they revere, Okay, 
uh, in the, in the beginning of the book, it has all the nice things. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. You know, be kind to your neighbors. You know, it, 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 it basically the, um, it was written 600 years after Christ. Okay. And so they basically, they borrow from the old and the new Testament. This is basically what they do. And so, then when and this is when they were very early uh in the development of the Islamic state it was when they were weak and they were vulnerable but as they grew and became successful uh became successful by imitating uh Christian and Jewish teaching uh once they got powerful then you had all of these Quranic sayings that say it's okay to lie to a non-believer. It's okay to rape a non-believer. The lie they call that to they call lying uh, to an unbeliever. That's tikira, holy deception. Okay, to rape an unbelieving woman. That's called. It's lawful for you to go into that which your right hands possess. Okay, your right hands possess. Okay, so Muhammad gave them cover. To rape women, okay? It's okay to steal. It's okay to kill. It's so this is what their holy book, and they have this thing, this concept of abrogation. And so in their, in their holy book, the Quran, when they say to immigrate, and so now this is New Zealand. So they, you know, whether it's New Zealand, whether it's Australia, whether it's the United States, whether it's any nation in Europe, they are going there as instructions from their holy book to take over. And I've interviewed many guests who've written books on this, and I've been interviewing people on this for 10 years, okay? Anyway, we have to take another quick break. We'll be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Shamati David in im akot Elohim, holy, 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 Lord God Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. Giving you the really real deal on the uh, shooting in uh, New Zealand New Zealand this, uh, this past Friday. And, uh, you know, the, um, the news media... On the 120 Nigerian Christians that have been killed by Muslims since February, there's just been silence, okay? 50 were killed last week, okay? Uh, hundreds of homes have been burned to the ground, many churches. As a matter of fact, in just one state in uh, Nigeria, the Benue state of Nigeria, five, since 2011, 500 churches have been destroyed. And this is by Muslims, okay? And this is one state in one nation, okay? 
800,000 citizens have been displaced. Uh, 180,000 of them are currently living in camps. Okay. Um, 75% of people persecuted for faith are Christian. Okay. And let's not even start talking about, you know, what the Jews go through. Okay. And so typically when there's uh, Muslim killings, it is perpetrated by other Muslims and that never makes the news. Okay. Just like when blacks kill blacks in Chicago, that never makes the news. Okay. As a matter of fact, as I was looking for the video, the video is something else I can't find. I did finally get the, uh, the manifesto that the guy wrote, uh, titled the great replacement. Okay. And, uh, but I never did find the video, but, while the uh the folks at Google took down the the video of New Zealand, I was able to inadvertently find videos that I were that I was not even looking for that showed people getting shot. Okay, and so there were uh, a couple of cases of uh, uh young black males in Chicago uh, just hanging out doing a little um a, I guess a selfie type of little silly, uh, you know, just a little silly uh, Facebook live uh, video and just got shot. Someone just walked up and shot them. Okay. There was two, there were two like that. Okay. And so they don't take those down, but they take these down. Okay. Because these people have, they're politically savvy. The Muslim world is very, very politically savvy. Okay. And they know how to, Manipulate. They have done their their research. They have studied their enemy, and make no mistake about it, we are their enemy. Okay, and I'm speaking in a on a large scale here. I know, as a matter of fact, I I have I have personal friends that are that are Muslim. That you know, this doesn't apply to all. As I said earlier, there are many Muslims that you know, just like some Christians, the only reason they're Christian is because the grandma was a Christian and, you know, she was a deaconess in the Baptist church and the granddaddy, you know, he was a deacon. And so you just, you kind of, it, you inherit it. And a person has not made a personal decision to be a follower of Jesus Christ of themselves. And that's a decision that people have to make as individuals, uh, you know, in our faith anyway. And so just like there are many Christians uh, that are that way, what, that's what you would call a cultural Christian. Okay. You, in, you inherited it. Okay. It's not something that is actively practiced in, in your family. But if someone were to ask you, are you a Christian? You would just say yes. And you maybe wouldn't think about it a whole lot. Well, there are many Muslims like that as well, but also there are many, many Muslims that are, are very active and uh, who really understand the Quran. And these these uh, murders, uh, what is the number here? Four thousand. This is just in 2018. Four thousand three hundred and five Christians were murdered by Muslims just in one year, okay, 2018. For, think about that, 4,305, okay? That is that is more than the Ku Klux Klan lynched 
in, you know, which was Democrats lynching Republicans. Okay. It wasn't more than the total because there was 3,676 black Republicans that these, uh, these Democrats lynched and 1,350 white Republicans that they lynched. Okay. But that's throughout the whole, um, Jim Crow era. Okay. Uh, so this was over many decades. Uh, to get to that point. But this is, you know, one year, 4,305 Christians were murdered. Uh, now, for all these poverty pimp Negro preachers that cry racism every time someone looks at a black person cross-eyed, okay, where where's the outrage? Where is it? Okay. Or, is, or do black lives not matter? Okay. And, you know, and apparently they don't because they don't report the black murders in Chicago, nor do they report the black murders when Christians are being murdered by Muslims. That's that's not reported. OK, and so apparently black lives don't matter unless they happen to be a convenient political tool to advance the Democrat Party agenda because the Democrat Party has no real agenda of any benefit to anyone. So in the absence of having something real and substantive to offer voters, they offer them hatred. Okay. And so here now they have finally, they have a case where, okay, finally a a white guy has shown up. And um, so the killer is not a Muslim. And so the media, they're on it. Okay. They're on it. But now had this same 50 people had been killed and it was not a white guy who was the killer, but it was a Muslim who was the killer and say they were in a church that it would have taken them a week to say it was a Muslim. They would have said, well, now we, we don't we don't have all the details just yet. And, you know, you know, the routine every time this is what happens, whether it was the, the uh, Boston bomber, you know, whether it was 9-11, you know, whatever the case, you know, the killings all over the world. The news media always waits until the last minute to say that. And quite often, they're still, even our political leaders, they'll rush to the, to the microphone like George Bush did. Oh, now I want you to know that this is not, uh, the true face of Islam. Uh, these, these people, they are hijacking a great religion. You know, they fall all over themselves time and time again, year after year. Decade after decade. Okay. And here you got, um, this was just 2015, 150 dead, uh, by Boko Haram. Uh, the Sanaa mosque bombings, 137 dead by the Islamic State. Uh, 151 dead by Al Shabaab. 146 dead courtesy of the Islamic State. This is just 2015 now. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. It's the bottom of the hour news break. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to go through this list a little more. And then I'm going to give you some details out of this uh, manifesto. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you 
here uh, live on the really real deal. And uh, I want to remind you all out there that we're still in holy season here as we count down to Easter. And, you know, uh, Easter is a really big deal here on the really real deal. Um, You know, a lot of uh, Christians make a a much more of a big deal of Christmas uh, than we do of Easter. But if you really think about it, folks, if Easter is not real, then there's no way Christmas could be real. Okay. All right. And uh, we and just uh, I want to leave that thought with you that if Jesus did not rise on the third day from that grave, then his birth, then the, our our enemies would be correct when they say, oh, he was just a wise man and he, there was he was not divinely born. But I believe he did rise from that grave on the third day. And I believe his birth was special indeed. And we're going to welcome Horace to the program. Uh, thank you for calling, Brother Horace. What's on your mind today? Hi, hi Brother Craig. Good evening. Listen, I want to ask a question now. Yes, sir. If the, if, if the Muslims are successful in taking over, like America, for instance, mm-hmm. would they permit people like Google No, no. Would they permit them to operate? No, they will not. Okay, and see, and this is the this is the great fallacy of um, you know. There's an old saying: "The enemy of my enemy is my friend." And Mm -hmm. so, what you have is the neoliberal left. They want uh, one world government, where Muslims want one world government. So, if the globalists use Muslims, which is what they're doing, because you think about it now, we got this uh, this woman, um, what's her name, um, Ilhan Omar. She's yeah. a congresswoman from Lily White, Minnesota. Why? Yeah. Because Barack Hussein Obama relocated thousands of Somali Muslims to this area. Okay, and put them all in one congressional district. And so they vote as a block along with the other Democrats. And it's already a kind of a neoliberal uh, place anyway. And so these silly uh, neoliberal uh, Democrats, you know, her name, she has a D beside her name. So they just vote for her. Okay, because they'd rather vote for someone that wants to kill them than to vote for a Republican. Okay, or a, <laughs> yeah, really a Christian, you know. And look, what is what is a Christian going to do to any of the Democrat um, people that make up the Democrat coalition? Okay, we donate more blood and more time and more money, so we help the poor more with our personal money than the Democrats do. And the Democrats want to give the poor government money but not personal money okay and for the homosexuals we're gonna what are we gonna do to them we're gonna quote them some bible scripture that's it we're not gonna kill them horace but the muslims they will kill these people if they ever got power they will they will kill them okay and you talk about not you know the you and you think the muslims gonna let you not work now the muslims over in europe You'll see them with their long beards and their dresses on, and they're not working. They're out proselytizing, and they're on welfare. But they're mm-hmm. not going to let – you think they're going to let these lazy uh, black folks that uh, claim they got a bad back – and it's not just blacks that do it. Whites do it, too. You know, yeah. they fake these injuries and, and a lot of things that 
I know that blacks do because under Obama, a lot of the welfare had been turned into workfare. And so what they did was they changed the rules on getting what they call a crazy check. So now you get a Social Security check if you can prove you're mentally you're mentally infirm. And so but you think the Muslim world is going to allow that? Oh no! Oh. Well, I I was just wondering what is the end, what is their end result? Google. Uh, we their, have to see the Google and other neoliberals. They hate us so bad that they would use anyone. They would use our enemy and call our enemy their friend. But in the end, um, what is it? I think it was. Um, uh, ah, I forget her name, but she said that. Uh, Socialism is feeding your friend to the alligator in hopes that the alligator will eat you last. But see, the alligator will eat you. Yes. <laughs> He'll just eat I, you. I, He'll I, just I, eat you last. Just, just quickly. I was watching a movie. Mm-hmm. In the 15 and, um, seconds, the Germans, Mars. 15 the seconds. were yeah. trying to take over this town and they had an informant. He was the first one that they killed when they successfully took, took right. the town over. Same yeah. thing same okay. thing with the Muslims. Well, thank you for yeah. calling, Horace. Thank you very much. All yeah. right. We're going to take a quick break, folks, and we'll be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Final 15 minutes of today's program, folks. And, uh, yeah, I want to share with you, uh, we're still on our, uh, primarily our main subject for today is the uh, terror attack in um, New Zealand this past Friday. And I'm sharing uh, with you some of the many, many attacks that the media uh, they said nothing about, well, I won't say that they said nothing about them. Some of them, like the one in France at the Bataclan Theater, that one was discussed for some time. But many of these, you know, it would get a mention, and then the next day that would be the end of it. You know, and particularly those that have occurred in Africa. And so these Democrats that, uh, make no mistake now, the media, that's 90% Democrat, according to them, that's what they are. Not, this is not me saying this. They, they self-report as Democrat. And when you examine, uh, to whom do they make, uh, donations, uh, in political races, they donate, uh, that way. Uh, 90, and it's, I think it's really more than 90%. And I'm, I'm just being generous when I say 90%. Okay. But, um, so, but these, these people that claim to love blacks, they, they say nothing when, uh, in, you know, in Africa while, when, when, when you get all these killings. Now I'm still in 2015, July 1st and 2nd, uh, Boko Haram militants over a two day period went to multiple, uh, Islamic mosques. And killed 145 men and boys. Okay. The first mob, they killed 48 men and boys at the first one in Kukawa. Okay. 17 were wounded in that attack. 97 others were killed in, uh, other, uh, mosques. Okay. And so these, uh, this is Islam or against Islam. Okay. And they, they, you know, they have the, you know, different, um, you know, you have Sunni and Shia. Now, July 17th, 120 killed. 
All right. Uh, this was by the Islamic State. Uh, September 20th, 145 killed. Again, this was Boko Haram. October 10th, uh, 102 killed, 508 injured in Turkey. Okay. And this was by, again, by the Islamic State. And so, you know, we just, we can go on and on. And, uh, since I only have like, uh, 14 minutes left in the program, I'm not going to go out. I, I had pulled this up to be able to give you a sense of the scope of this. But, um, you know, and, and again, it, this is, this is Islam and this is the teachings, uh, of their holy book that tells them to do this. Okay. And as a matter of fact, right there in New Zealand, uh, there were some, uh, uh, boys that were, uh, radicalized. And, you know, I don't know what the state, state of their life was, uh, prior to, to being radicalized, uh, but Daryl Jones and Christopher Havard, uh, they were radicalized and, um, converted to Islam, took Muslim names and became terrorists. Right, right there in New Zealand, in Christchurch, New Zealand. Okay. And so, and there have been many cases where ordinary nonviolent Muslims have reported to the FBI that their, they had a, a teenage son that seemed out of sorts and they thought, Oh, I, you know, I have a great idea. You know, maybe, uh, they need to reconnect with their faith. And so they would contact the imam back home send their teenage son home for some religious training from the imam. And the next thing you know, the teenage son becomes a terrorist. He's Now he's radicalized. And there have been cases where these Muslim fathers had contacted the FBI to warn the FBI, you know, I sent my son back home to the imam for some training, and I thought that would help him. But now that he's back, I don't recognize my son. I think he's going to do something bad. And the FBI ignored them. Okay, ignored them. All right. And so and again, and I and I feel the need to repeat this, that I'm ranting against an ideology, not against individuals. Okay, and and so I acknowledge that there are individual Muslims that, you know, they would not hurt a fly, but they just like their individual Democrats that, you know, they don't go for all of the things that the Democrat Party goes for. But because they support the Democrat Party, these negative things get done. And because these Muslims are Muslim and because they support Islam, this evil gets done in their name. And so their ignorance is not an excuse. Okay. Because in this modern age where everyone has a cell phone on their hip and a cell phone is like a supercomputer, you have, there's no excuse to not know that what Islam is about. Even for Muslims, there's no excuse to not know it. Ditto for Democrats. There's no excuse for you to not know what your Democrat party is all about. Okay, and so folks need to take their heads up out of whatever they have their heads stuck into and pay attention to the world. And so this is each individual's responsibility. And so and that's the the value of programs like mine to, you know, you know, we 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 try to get people to think and we try to engender uh, conversations. And so this is why we welcome all And the number here. If you'd like to call is 804 804- Four five four one three six six eight zero four four five four one three six 
six. And, um, you know, some of the things you'll find if you were to bother to uh, try to get this this guy's uh, manifesto, one of the things uh, he had in there, he had a couple of poems in there. Uh, right at the beginning, he had Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night by Dylan Thomas. Another another poem he had in there, uh, and I found this very interesting, okay, and this one is uh, by Kipling, uh, The Beginnings, okay? Uh, it was not part of their blood. It came to them very late with long arrears to make good when the English began to hate. They were not easily moved. They were icy, willing to wait till every count should be proved ere the English began to hate. Their voices were even and low. Their eyes were level and straight. There was neither sign nor show when the English began to hate. It was not preached to the crowd. It was not, was not taught by the state. No man spoke it aloud when the English began to hate. It, you know, there's one more verse here. We're up against another break. But, you know, in other words, the title, The Beginnings, is just saying that this was this. Some things are not natural to people, but you keep applying pressure. And again, I am an analyst and I'm giving you an analysis that these things, they are inevitable. You cannot have thousands and thousands and thousands and not have one response. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back to wrap up the program. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Down the Via Dolorosa In Jerusalem that day The soldiers tried to clear the narrow street But the crowd pressed in to see The man condemned to die Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, wrapping up another fantastic edition of The Really Real Deal. And uh, and I hope during this holy season that you would set some time aside. Uh, you know, we the, the holy season is 40 days to commemorate Jesus Christ's uh, 40 days uh, in the desert at the beginning of his ministry. And so I would in- highly encourage you as we... Uh, count down to Easter to uh, get into the Word of God, get a good Christian book, uh, do uh, set aside some study time, uh, you know, every day or once a week or uh, something, you know, don't just be a Sunday only Christian. That's just some some little friendly, uh, friendly advice. It's a, it's a time to reconnect. And so my prayer is that, um, you know, something uh, in this broadcast would inspire you to do so. And uh, and also, I would ask you to go to our website, thereallyrealdeal.com, thereallyrealdeal.com. We have a wonderful archive there of uh, radio broadcasts, uh, great interviews that I've been blessed and honored to do with some really, really brilliant people over these last 10 years. There's uh, TV programs I've been blessed to do, speeches that I've given, articles that I've written. And, uh, you know, Mrs. Hatchett and I, uh, we put a lot into uh, that website. And uh, as far as uh, building it, that's mostly Mrs. Hatchett, okay? I'm, I'm a content guy. <laughs> I have 10 thumbs when it comes to doing stuff like that. But, uh, 
it's a labor of love that the both of us do together. And uh, our prayer is that you find some benefit in it and that uh, if you would like to stand with us as a watchman on the wall, as a financial partner, uh, the instructions there at the website on how to donate are right there. Again, that website is the really real deal dot com. And with that, I want to send you this prayer as always that the Lord would bless you and keep you, that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, and that the Lord would lift his countenance up upon you and give you peace, each and every one of you folks, the peace that surpasses all understanding. God bless you out there. We're going to see you right here tomorrow. Same hatchet time, same hatchet station. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that